like a regular videographer is not going to know that the highest drop-off point in any creative or anybody watching is three seconds. So that they need to put certain things within the first three seconds and at three seconds to keep people engagement. And the second two drop-off points are seven seconds and 11 seconds. Right? Nice. So what do you have in your creative every single ad that you run at three seconds, seven seconds, and 11 seconds to keep people engaged past, off, past those major drop-off points? This is Digital Marketer. Hey, it's Mark DeGrasse here, and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with US laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. So that means that you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. It might sound too good to be true, but trust me, it works. The CEO, Adam Robinson, is brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5X your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. That's getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse from Digital Marketer and we're live at TNC 2022. I'm talking to some of the biggest and baddest names in digital marketing, including Tiva, the idea man yeah. from Meta. Nice to see you. <laughs> All right, so we're talking creative and yes. uh, the use of poetry within marketing. Okay, I guess we just start there. <laughs> I was like, I might do this little poem. Nope, okay, nope. how about we start there? The focus. Okay. <laughs> do I want to start with the piece? I think so. Yeah, do okay, it. Okay, let's start with the piece. All right. What is a body without a heart? A campaign with no art. But most of the marketers seem to have forgot that part. See, if you're a marketer, you're an art creator, an innovator. You don't fit the mold, you're the mold maker. And for me, they just call me the industry renovator. I'm about to elevate you, pop up like an elevator. See, I look at a lot of the content, and I'm like, oh gosh, please, stop it. Don't you understand that you've got to stand out if you want to be the trending topic? You've got to rock it, get creative and use your noggin. What is a body without a brain? This lack of guts and creativity in our industry is driving me insane. And I think, I think it's because people aren't marketing from their soul. I think they're just, they're, they're trying to do it for the fame. But I'm not into false metrics or followers. It's about sales. Because revenue, that's the only story to tell. Because social good, that's the only story to tell. If you make dollars and you make change, that's how I know you're doing well. Man, that was great. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. It's so funny because I've had this conversation several times during this event specifically. And yeah. I'm like, oh, how do you content? I'm like, well, you just have to, you know, be real about it. And don't be boring, you yeah. know? Stop being safe. You know, everybody gets so safe and then you're talking to them like, this is why we can't connect to people because nobody's being themselves most of the time. Exactly. Or they're trying to put it out front or they think that 
well, my audience wants this, and you speak the certain way because they're expecting that. They're like, well, somebody will get turned off from if I say that. Somebody it's like, yeah. Like <laughs> like, that's the dang point. I, I don't know what I can say. That's the point of marketing. Oh, say whatever you want. You know what I'm that's saying? Right. Good. That's the, that's the point of marketing. I always tell my clients that there's two things every messaging is supposed to do. And most people only understand half of it. Attract, which most people get. Yeah, if I write good yeah. messaging, I attract people. The other half of messaging that everybody forgets is it's supposed to equally as much repel. Oh. Your, your message is always supposed to attract the people you want, repel the people you don't want. Because you don't want people that's not your ideal qualified type customer in your pipeline, wasting your ad spin, clicking on your stuff, taking up your sales calls, time, money. It's ridiculous. So you should be putting out messages that repel people. If your messages aren't offending or putting off or getting someone to not like your stuff, you're not doing the marketing right. No, no, you're, you're vanilla. Like, oh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> like, it's like with everybody when they say, I, "My product is for everyone." I oh, I'm like, "Okay, bro, I'm not. I can't yeah. you. You're too far gone." Yeah, everyone. <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, no, nobody wants something that's for everybody. It means it's it's for nobody. That makes sense. You know, You're like, oh, I got the shoe, and if it's everybody, how? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> So in that regards, uh, say you have a lot of the excuse most of the time is like, okay, make good content. They're like, well, my content's boring. I'm an accountant or my content's boring. I'm a landscaper. And how do you inject the creativity into things that people don't expect to be creative? I think people have to one, understand and take it as a priority. Hmm. You're never going to take it as a priority if you think it's just a creative it's in there in the stratosphere and it doesn't really understand how that relates to direct sales in your business mm. right so i think the first step for people is understanding how important it is and i always tell people creative is actually the single greatest lever you have to optimize campaign performance mm. so nielsen did a study of 500 campaigns across all media platforms right and they found that creative is 47 percent responsible for why someone purchases from an ad oh right and then I know a bunch of agencies that are like, look, if we just A, B, C, D, E, F, G test your caption on your ads, we can maybe get a 2% increase because your caption is only worth 2% of why someone purchases from your ad. It's so funny. Your reach is 22%. How many people see it? Your targeting is only 11%. Oh. That trips up most people. Yeah. I say your target audience is only worth 11% and your creative is worth more than that. But they're throwing a flyer out there or they're putting out something that's not entertaining or, and it's like this is how I break it down if you could pass magically have a media buyer who could get your 100% of the audience all the time impossible but we're just uh, pretend yeah. they always get your audience and you have a whack creative and you have a video that's just not enticing it's dry as heck and all your audience sees it you think you're getting any sales no, not just that, but you heard the brand. <laughs> right, and you're losing money. Yeah. Versus, say you only got your audience right 50% of the time, but your creative was amazing. Every time somebody saw it, they're like, what the hell is this? I have to stop and look and check it out. You're winning every time. Mm. And most people are only looking at, when they're talking about running ads, they're only looking at, who can I find to run? Who's a media buyer? And they're forgetting the other two aspects that are on that team. You need to have a media planner who's creative and you need to have a creative strategist because each of your creatives has to follow a set and certain rules. Like a regular videographer is not gonna know that the highest drop-off point in any creative or anybody watching is three seconds. 
so that they need to put certain things within the first three seconds and at three seconds to keep people engagement. And the second two drop-off points are seven seconds and 11 seconds, right? Nice. So what do you have in your creative every single ad that you run at three seconds, seven seconds, and 11 seconds to keep people engaged past, off, past those major drop-off points? Oh, that's huge. Well, and I think it's, it's it's just easy to be flipping about, right? I mean, like you said, I, I didn't even realize this. It's forty-seven percent. Forty-seven percent, even more. Technically, that's the report says, right? Yeah. But if you think about something like the Facebook audience relevancy score, hmm. right? How the, it's an auction, right? So basically, you're you're served an ad. Facebook is going to serve the ad to who's most likely to respond, hmm. right? Because that makes a good experience for everybody. The advertiser and for the consumer. They see an ad that pertains to them, right? So if you have something that's hella dope, right? And I talk this a lot, add dopeness as a metric that you're evaluating. <laughs> yeah, right? that's a fun way to put it. Yes. It's a creative way to put it. It's my stuff fly <laughs> as hell. Would you buy your, I always tell people that, I'm like, well, would you, would you look at this and be like, <laughs> would you click on this? And they're like, well, no, I'm not the target. I'm like, no, you're just a person. If you were a person interested in the thing you're selling, would you click on this? And they'll be like, well, no, it's terrible. And you're like, okay, exactly. why are you spending money on this? That's, that's the biggest thing to me is I, I don't understand. And I always put it like when someone, I'm not saying that like single image ads don't work, right? Yeah. They have a place, they do things and there's always exceptions. But I know people who just, they just brand pictures. That's all they do or just a flyer. And I'm like, I have a question. Would you put a flyer on TV? Yeah. No, you That's wouldn't. A good way to put it. Not in your right damn mind. <laughs> then why the hell would you put it on social when you have the same reach? Oh. And you're spending the same amount of money. And you could get potentially engagement that you can't get in traditional methods. Oh, and you want to put a flyer. It is mind-boggling. Why aren't people thinking of this just like they would be thinking of a commercial? When people understand I'm running an ad, they're like, oh, I can just throw a dusty Zoom video of a client review or something like that. Versus if I was putting a TV, I need to make a Super Bowl commercial that's funny, right? I talked about reach as 22%. Well, based on the Facebook audience relevancy score or any of the algorithms by any of the channels, right? If a content, just if you look at ads always mirror organic. Mm -hmm. So organic content performs better right, when it's great, when people engage with it. You get more reach based on how dope your content is. Yeah. Most people don't understand the same issue is true with ads your ads are going to get more reach if they get more engagement. Mm. So your creative is actually worth more than 47% because your 22% together, 69% of your ads results. How many people see it and how dope is it, uh. right? And if your stuff is even doper, more people see it. But they're like, let me just write this caption one more time. Let me just go to iStock and uh, yeah. Oh, look, that guy's on a computer. <laughs> This I sell Oh man, well, see, you see the same, like I was in fitness for a while and I saw the same girl on like every <laughs> fitness ad. I'm like, this girl's not even in shape. <laughs> yeah, why? The same, the same uh, talent agency? Oh, the same, no, not even the same, <laughs> just the same iStock account where they just put download the same picture. I'm just like, man, this is ridiculous. Like somebody just did a search, yeah. fitness girl, and it was the number First one person. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, she one. looks pretty good. <laughs> Toss like, it I on there. No one's thought of this before. Oh man, it's it's crazy. And then they spend like no time on it, and you're like, this is such an opportunity. On top of the fact that they're violating their brand voice and all their other brand graphic elements by not following it. And then they get mad at the media buyers. Oh yeah. They oh, you jerks. But the cold <laughs> part is the agencies don't even know this. Oh, I know. Right? Well, so, 
there's kind of two different marketers that I've seen because a lot of marketers are the paid ad side, the paid marketing side, and they know copy, they know optimization, they know metrics, but they don't really care or understand content at all. And so now I think the big switch is that content's all that matters. It's not just important. <laughs> it is the most important. It is your brand. Here's your brand. You know, I always said that. I'm like, well, if your brand was going to a lightning dating round Ooh, and, and like your that. brand was going around and you had like five seconds, I don't, I've never been to one, but let's say 30 seconds <laughs> to convince this person you just met, yeah. like, man, here's all I'm about. We're dope. And this is done, that your brand is that person. Mm -hmm. Like, what would your brand be telling people just by showing up? Would they be, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Oh, I, I don't, don't care. I look at what <laughs> images on the first report and I don't do no depth to really make sure you get results. That's exactly. No, I, I don't care is really the thing. Like, this is not something I care about. And it's like, oh, well, gross. <laughs> a lot of, you know, a lot of businesses, they think of marketing at the final. It's yes. like the last step. Like, okay, it's 99% there. Now all we need is sales. <laughs> like, bro, like, that's your first step. Like, if you didn't start with it, you're already screwed. Oh, yeah. Well, now you're spending a bunch of money on something that you could have figured out wasn't going to work just by doing this one step instead. Before but you then built the whole thing. Yeah, no, but you know, at the creative, I actually, in our new content certification, I talk about a core creative because mm -hmm. you have like your brand guide and you have a branding basically, but then you have these individual campaigns that you have to set up yeah. for whatever you're trying to sell at the time. Mm -hmm. So you need to follow the brand guidelines, but it also has to be unique so it doesn't look like the brand. Exactly. So like, you know, with the core creative that pulls these things in and then you can manipulate that to make a billion different graphics. Yeah. Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day -day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. Do you have basic guidelines that make something dope? Yes, yes. I mean, dopeness has to be evaluated by you and your target audience. <laughs> Ultimately, your target audience will determine if you're interested or not. But you have to be willing. So I'll say, I'm gonna give you both the, 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 the theoretical and the like tactical. Nice. All right, Love so it. theoretically, the steps to innovation, the first one is you can't be afraid to take a hell. Hmm. You can't be afraid to lose. You gotta just try it. Some of them are, are gonna bomb. Some of them are gonna be terrible, but that's okay. People forget about content. That's why you can repost the same stuff. <laughs> People ain't see it anyway. Yeah. Right? You gotta be afraid. You can't be afraid of, oh, I have to be perfect. If one person has one bad experience with my brand, it'll be over. 
Yo, the bad experience is that your brand is hella bland. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bad experience. Oh. Not you trying to get creative and messing up from time to time. No. Um, so that's like the theoretical, right? And then, and then value. Understand that, hey, this is the most important thing. Nothing else is more important than this. So when you say, okay, look, I'm not afraid to fail, and I realize this is the most important, and I'm willing to try and talk to the people who are creatives, and I'm willing to listen to them, nah. try some stuff out, and mess up, great. <laughs> Now, how do you do that from a tactical perspective when you're talking about running ads? So, each platform has its best practices for content or ads. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'm most familiar with Facebook, Instagram. So, I'm going to give you some of their recommendations. Some of that will also apply to other short-form content. One of the most important things I said, your three-second rule. Mm. That is the most important aspect of your entire campaign. What are the first three seconds of your content? Yeah. And most marketers think that their content is just competing with other their competitors, yeah. other marketers, other people trying to sell. And when I do my speeches, when I'm speaking, what I do is I go to the front of the room, I hold up a $100 bill, and I say, hey, whoever can get me to remember your company name huh. and your unique selling proposition will get this $100 bill. Nice. The whole room erupts. <laughs> Everybody's yelling, it's crazy, it's you know. Eventually somebody figures out a way to be drastically different than everybody else in the room. I'm not gonna tell y'all how but Oh, I was like, oh what's the two? And then they get the money. <laughs> and that's the same in real life. Those first three seconds, because you're not competing with other brands, you're competing with food. You're competing with all the travel influencers. You're competing with their best friend who's getting married. You're competing with cute dogs, cute cats, cute lizards, and wild stuff. You're competing with the news. You're competing with social justice. You're competing with money uh, advice. You're competing with family members. And your content is supposed to stop in the middle of all of that. And comedians dropping funny videos oh, and people falling in trees and hurricanes. And your content of a flyer is supposed to be the thing? that gets them to stop. It's so boring. So boring that you're like, wow, that was the most boring thing I've seen today. <laughs> they didn't even see it. They're no. going to scroll right by. They didn't even it's see like it. It's like that existed. Yeah. No. You don't even get brand awareness. No. <laughs> well, yeah, most of the time it's not even branded, like you I was saying. Yeah. So that, if you're talking about tactically, when you're planning your campaigns, multiple creatives. Most times people ABC test everything else but the creative. Ugh. Bunch of captions, a bunch of audiences. No, test that creative. The big companies that we're giving advice to and creating content for, 50, 100 creatives. They're running. Huh. Right? Why not? Because that's the main metric. That's the, you know, so your first three seconds, most important part of your campaign, testing lots of different creatives. And then I think another thing I like to say is, to know generally how people use social on an organic side mm. and then repeat that in your advertising business side. So I'd ask you, when do you see, what are inappropriate times where people are scrolling Instagram where they should? No, uh, I don't know. During work? <laughs> Driving? Yeah. What else? Uh, let's see, church, <laughs> school. <laughs> business meetings. Business meetings, yeah. So what's the commonality about how they're using Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or YouTube, you know, but mainly like short form, right? 
what's one characteristic that matches probably all those times? Boring? No, like about how the person is using it. So oh. like, what is, for instance, if they're in church, hmm. what's a key characteristic of how they're scrolling? Oh, that's a good question. Quickly? Quickly, yes. All right. And are they listening to it? No, no, yeah, you're right. It has to be silent. Silent, yeah. right? So anywhere between 40 to 50% of people at any given time are watching content with no sound mm -hmm. because they're watching it at some time. They got no appropriate business doing it. The church, the pastor oh, is a good up point. there giving the best sermon, <laughs> talk about how you need to be saved. And you're like, ooh, but this fruit look good. I can't wait to go, right? You're in a business meeting. The director of your team is supposed to be telling you something important, but Thailand look amazing, <laughs> right? And then you, the business, are sitting there running ads, putting out, making sure your audience is right, optimizing your sales page, all these important things, and you can't figure out why your results aren't coming in. You can't figure out, whoa, iOS 14 is decreasing my ad performance. Oh, I can't, it's the company's fault. It's the algorithm. No. You just don't know the stuff and you don't realize because you've made an ad that's a video that's cool but you didn't put away for it to be understood completely with no sound that no matter how much other stuff you get in your funnel 40 percent of your results going out the door with that one thing bye wow yeah nope sounds very clear it's not because we've been having this talk for like <laughs> To 20 years, you know. Go on. How much money? So you just throwing 40% of that into the trash. Yeah. And it's the fun part. That's the worst thing about it. The creative. At least. At least. Put some captions. Yeah. That's not the coolest way to do it. There's other much more way. cooler ways. But at the bare minimum. So if somebody doesn't have that three-second rule applied, if someone's not focusing on content, and then they're not doing it with... Um, optimizing for sound off as well as design for sound off. If they have good performance, they're exponentially losing out on results. So yeah. imagine what it could be if they apply it. There's also about seven other creative best practices. Oh, I'll have to do another podcast for that. <laughs> and if their results are failing, it's easy to understand why. Ah. No matter how many cool media buyers they have, no matter how dope their sales page is, no matter how on point their messaging is, 40% because of no, the not designer for sound off. Your first three seconds ain't hot. Bye. Yeah, it's gone. Man. Well, it seems so obvious. <laughs> all you needed to do was like make a poem and give a speech to a million people and do all these other things. But this is going to make a difference because I'm sending this to people who say that kind of stuff. And it's like, no, this is super obvious that we need to spend as much time on creative as every other component of the system. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Like, I've been... I've had a wonderful experience. Here's my first one. Nice. Um, I've learned a lot, met great people, got to just chill and talk to you and do this. Like, this is a great place. So keep doing what you're doing. I'm glad to be here and, you know, however I can be a supporter. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back on because we could definitely spend a full episode talking about this stuff. Uh, where can people learn more about you? I'm mainly on Instagram, Tavavi Idea Man, T E V A H, the Idea Man. Um, you want to check out my website, inspiredmedia.com, N-S-P-I-R-E-D media.com. And really, I, I have one goal. 
I want to make sure, I want to inspire the world's businesses to make dollars and to make change. Mm. And the more I can support businesses, be able to generate more revenue through marketing so that they can do more good in the world, that is how we transform this world that we live in. That's oh, fantastic message and really appreciate all you do. And you're so cool that you, <laughs> <laughs> the delivery is spot on. That's going to convince you, everybody. Appreciate it. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening and tune back in. We're doing a bunch of these lightning podcasts. And so you'll see a bunch more soon. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.